an interesting sound. I pressed record. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay then. <laughs> Welcome to the Garbage Fire Podcast, aka MFKS Radio, on the airwaves dial at 487.52. Your pod is hosted by Kelsey and Megan, who wish they could be some of Steve Harrington's kids. The Garbage Fire Pod is all about being unironically passionate to the point that you dive into the dumpster for the things that you love. I just want you to know that I do hand gestures and, like, contemporary dance while I talk myself through the intro. Do you? Yeah, for sure. I definitely talk with my hands while I'm sitting here by myself in my living room, so here we are. It's like, at the end, it's like a side-to-side rainbow, like the things that you love. Nice. I'm yeah. watching, I have the W Network on, on mute because it's like one of those shitty movies, so it's something mm-hmm. that's like I can watch without getting too distracted by, because the Yankees are not on TV today. Um, and there was just an ad for a Christmas movie that is on next weekend, because they're having a Christmas in July something or another, and I'm like, man, W Network, you are right in my wheelhouse. <laughs> I was gonna say, oh, I should have texted you, because when I was in Saskatchewan... We were at Walmart, and we were looking for, what were we looking for? Something. And I found a whole rack in, like, the outdoor section of all those shitty holiday movies on for ten bucks a piece. Oh, nice. And I was just like, who would pay pay ten bucks a piece for something you get for free, I don't know, 60 times a week on television? I know, like, that seems... And also, they're on Netflix now, lots of them, and, like, yeah, why would you do that? Ten... Like, I couldn't believe ten bucks a pop. That's... Like, if you were gonna say, like, ten for ten dollars, I'd be like, yeah, okay, fine. Or at least, like, a two or three movie bundle for ten bucks, sure. Yeah, yeah. But, like, what? Yeah, that's crazy. I'm not watching anything except my wet bras dry over my TV. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. I suppose that's interesting. <laughs> I always like to, when when we're doing this and I'm, there's TV on it and there's commercials that I've never seen before, I always like to imagine, like, what they're saying. Because mm. I'm not good at reading lips, so I have no idea what's going on. And, and it's great trying to imagine what's being said because in the commercial that was just on it was ostensibly an ice cream commercial but there was two people in a campsite and also a moose Ooh, what a fun improv game <laughs> right like yeah i think it'd be kind of fun now there's a girl sitting on a front step wearing butterfly wings oh well that's just me it's <laughs> just a self-portrait <laughs> You just caught me. You just caught me doing my day to day. Oh well, well then. Let's have some questions that maybe can wait till we stop recording. <laughs> if that's the case. But mostly, are you okay? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm good. Um, actually, no, I'm not good, and I need no. to start this out with something. Okay. So we're recording a little bit later because both of us were just too distracted by things we were interested in to start on time. <laughs> and and I had like, I would say an uncomfortably long bath trying to finish uh, this newest Jack Reacher book that I'd been reading. 
And Megan, afterwards, I just, like, laid back in the tub and was, like, emotionally moved by the fact that this book was over. For a Jack Reacher book. And I haven't read it yet, so that's interesting. And I, I really want you to because there's... I will. Oh, don't worry, it, I will. I think it was... I honestly think it was the best one of his I've ever read. Um, the title was Past Tense, if you're someone who reads and enjoys Jack Reacher. And the, oh, it makes me mad that you haven't read it now, because we can't really talk about it. I don't want to spoil, because no, there's I'll, a shit ton in there to spoil. I but, would imagine that once I get my marking finished, like, early part of this week with summer school, there's a very good chance I'm going to pick that one up, and I'll probably have it done by next weekend, so. Okay, Perfection. But, um, it's, it's one of those ones where it delves into his, like, personal history, and specifically, like, about where his family came from. Okay. And at the end, I was just like, oh, this is so sad that he, like, has no family. (laughs) I was just like, what is wrong with me? But the real question is... (laughs) Did what? he meet a woman and then sleep with her maybe twice no. only to never talk to her again? Megan, no, he didn't. What? Which is why I was like, Jack, are you ill? Like, he what is be. happening? He might be sick. And it was just, like, so disturbing for me who is, like, emotionally dead inside <laughs> to be to be so profoundly moved by Jack Reacher, of all people. I think you're just surprised that you were emotionally moved by Jack Reacher. Yeah. Like, he's more than a one-dimensional character. He's got at least two dimensions. I'll give you that. <laughs> and the answer to the question... He exists how, on the page, so yes. Is how does he have How does he have money was the question that you texted me. Um, I believe he had a, had a pension coming from his years of service, would be my guess. Yes. And that's, that's what I thought too. But you how never, he has money. you never see him go to the bank. No, he doesn't have to. He has a bank card now. He used to have to. And so, in like the old books, before he had a bank card, he had to like go and get cash. Like, but he, he had like he had, if I remember correctly, he had like money in accounts um, in banks that were like, national, or not national, but, like, on in big regional banks, so that he didn't have to be in one spot. Because, like, in the States, right, that's a big thing. It was where, like, yeah. banks are pretty local. Yeah. And so, yeah, he would have money in banks that were, like, a little bit more regional, and he'd have some cash. And then he would also, like, oftentimes, when he'd stop somewhere, he would, like, do odd jobs or whatever for payment. Right. To, like, balance, like, as basically to barter. Or right. to get some cash so that he could have cash, like, to go into a store and buy stuff. Yeah. And, but I just thought it was so funny because he's just, like, wandering around, (laughs) essentially a hobo with his toothbrush in his pocket. And it's so funny because he's, like, a fucking, like, monster of a man, right? Like, he's so big. Yeah, and that's, that, it was a huge factor in this book. Like, I never really understood that. Until reading past tense. And I was just like, oh, fuck. I just want to tell you one thing. And it doesn't spoil anything. Because it's just like one of those like incidents that he gets himself into. Okay. 
he happens upon a woman getting sexually assaulted. Uh-huh. And I literally, <laughs> when Jack Reacher did this, I actually said aloud, Aw, fuck yeah. <laughs> because, <laughs> because he, like, of course, like, wrangles this dude who's sexually assaulting this woman. And he asks um, this, like, fucking punk kid, do you want me to punch you? Do you want me to punch you? And the kid's like, no, no. And he fucking punches him in the face. Oh, yes! And he's like, that's what it's like when you don't listen to the answer that you're given. And I was just like, it was like, obviously said much better than that in the book. And I was just like, fuck, (laughs) yes! And Chris, like, looked up to me, like, what the fuck? And I was like, Jack Reacher just punched a dude for being a rapist. And Chris was like, uh, okay. (laughs) All right, then. All right. But, oh, my God, please read this one. It's so fucking good. Yeah, I will. will. I'll get around to it sooner rather than later. I have, like, (sighs) so many books on the go right now. Oh, I can imagine. And then I just got another one yesterday. As you do. Well, no, that one came in the mail. I was waiting for it. Yeah, I felt bad because I had texted you something quite mean, and I was like, oh shit, did, like, a friend of yours write this book or something? Uh, no, but a a friend bought it for me, yeah. Okay, (laughs) gotcha. (laughs) Um, no, it's, but also this is, and it's also, like, the, it's the UK version of it, too, which is why, like, for the Sunday Telegraph to say that it's a superlative legal drama, it's, like, high fucking praise. I know, (laughs) but I was just, like... Superlative is such a vague non-answer. Mm-hmm. But it's from a British paper, so I don't know what else you want. No, <laughs> like, yeah. That's a, that's maybe the best you're gonna get. I know. I sh- you're right. I should I should have looked closer <laughs> at who yeah, was writing the response. I'm really excited because it's 700 pages. What? Yeah, I'm real excited about that. Is it like a legal drama? Yeah. Yeah, it looked like one. Um, here's the, it's called Protect and Defend by Richard North Patterson. Here's the summary on the back. Um, Marianne Tierney is 15 years old. Within days, her name will be known to millions. Her televised court case, a must watch for everyone from the president downwards. The ramifications of the Tierney case bring a threat to the new president and to his nominee for chief justice and to his main rival for the presidency. All have dangerous secrets in their past, secrets that would not only threaten careers, but bring tragedy and death to innocent lives. And then tragedy and death. Yeah. Yikes. Stephen King says, It's a brilliant political novel and a terrific tale of suspense. You can't put the damn thing down and you don't want to. Which is why I think I'm going to have to wait like till the weekend because yeah. otherwise I know what's going to happen. Yeah, you're going to stay up all night and then be like, fuck, I did it again. Yeah, and then I'll have to go to, go to work and that sucks. Uh, and uh-huh. then the other thing on the back is complex, rigorous, compulsive. This is an intelligent drama that'll put your own moral fiber through its paces. Jeez. So. We'll see. But yes, so it showed up. I, it probably showed up earlier this week, but I only check my mail once a week, so. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, so I got it yesterday and I was very excited. And then when I saw that it was 700 pages, I was even more excited. Wouldn't you just wish that the Stephen King recommendation had, like, could have fit aliens in there, but I understand why you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Not the direction I would have gone with the story, but... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty great. You know what? Here's what I'll do. I'll rewrite it for you. Like I do my (laughs) own books. 
I'll just write the script for the miniseries, and there will also be something supernatural in it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, so I have that, and then I have, like, three or four more that I'm just kind of, like... I'm still trying to finish the overstory. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but I need, like, some solid time to finish about the last quarter of the book. And I just haven't been able to find that yet, where I'm like, I know that A, I'll be able to stay awake, because I've been tired lately, so I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to start reading now. And so I just need to find some time. Uh, it feels like today might be that day. We'll see what happens. Okay. And then That's I'm reading strange. a book by Elon Hildebrand. It's, it's called Summer of 69, and it's like a historical novel set on Nantucket. So it like fits two things that I love instead of just one. Okay, oh my god, because my friend Larissa sent me the title of that book and said, like, Megan would like this. And I was like, is this about sex stuff? Like, what is this? <laughs> What's this book? It's, uh, I'm, I'm about two-thirds of the way through it. It's about this family who's on Nantucket for the summer. They live in Boston regularly. Um, and the girl, like, the protagonist, she's, like, 13, and she's sort of... Her older brother has been drafted into the war, so he's gone and he's in Vietnam. And then she's got two older sisters. Uh, one's, like, 24 and very pregnant with twins. Um, and then the other one's, like, 20 and has done something bad, which I haven't learned what it is yet. And so she, instead of being on Nantucket, is, has taken a job on Martha's Vineyard so that she can, like, avoid all the people that she knows. Mm. But, of course, avoiding avoiding your troubles is never a good thing because there's people on Martha's Vineyard who know who she is, and so I haven't quite figured out what the thing is yet, but once I do, I'll be like, oh, I guess this makes sense. Um, but so far, so good. I like it. And it's been a quick read. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, those usually are quick reads. Yeah, but I like, I like the, the beach aspect of it, but it's also, there's, it's couched in, like, this historical, you know, whatever, and so, like, this girl's mom, the girl, the protagonist, her name's Jessie, her mom, like, enlisted the help of someone to try and get her son, like, sent home from Vietnam. Oh, gotcha. And stuff like that, so it's not just, like, here's this, like, weird summer on the beach and also the moon landing, which is a thing that they keep talking about because it's coming up, but... <laughs> You know, there's like there's some there's some interesting like family dynamics going on and whatever. So, we shall see. Can you imagine how fucking hyped you would have been during like the moon landing stuff? Oh, that would have been the fucking best. I always think whenever I think about it, I always think about um in Drums of Autumn when Roger and Bree are like in Boston. Yeah. For the moon landing, and it's like this big thing. Just watching it. Yeah. Like, 900 people around one TV. Just we don't like... really have those experiences anymore. No, but we all watched Bubble Boy on the fucking internet, so here we are. What are you talking about, Bubble Boy? Or Balloon Boy? Do you remember that? That kid that, like, went up in that, like, homemade hot air balloon, I don't know, six or seven years ago? Oh, yeah, but it was a hoax? Yeah. Oh, well, we I guess watched... we also watched that giraffe give birth. And we, <laughs> yeah, we did. And we watched that guy, like, go up to, like, the upper atmosphere in that, you know, yes. we just watch those things on the internet now. We don't have to, we don't have to gather together to do it. Yeah, that's true. And I think that makes a difference. And then we just talk about it via the internet with each yeah. other. Yeah. 
Okay, before we start talking about the Stranger Things and other stuff. Oh my god, I thought you were going to say before we start recording, and I was like, Megan, we're going on 15 minutes and 45 seconds. No, no, no. (laughs) So I'm watching this commercial, which I don't know what it's for. Uh, Oh, it's a I'm going to guess boner pills. No. (laughs) So there's these northern lights in the sky in this commercial, and they're that very bright green. Uh Uh-huh. Except here's the problem. It's real hard to see actual green northern lights. It doesn't happen very often. Usually what you get, especially looking at in this commercial where these people were located, at like the latitude that they were, you're probably going to get just like white. And then you'll figure out that they're the northern lights eventually. Mm-hmm. And then you might get some like little flashes of green, not the like the big green bands in the sky. That's what happens when you take the pictures of them. Because it's long exposure. Yeah. And whenever I see that, like, I know why they do it and it makes sense. And it's like those, I don't know if it was, like, Subaru or whatever commercials where they were, like, the family was, like, going out into the darkness and they were looking and you could see, like, the Milky Way, like, all bright and lit up. I'm like, well, not quite. That's not quite what it looks like. Like, you can see it and it's discernible, but it never looks like it does in, like, the edited pictures, right? And that bothers me when I see things like that. Well, I never thought you would be a Northern Lights truther, Megan, but here we are. It's 2019. Anything is possible. There's an idiot as a president. It's true. I'm not even, like, I'm not a truther, even. I'm just, like, just be (laughs) accurate about them, you know? Yeah. And, like, the farther north you go, the more likely you are to be able to see more constant color, too. Yeah, and that's just because... They tend to be more um, vibrant near the pole. And that makes total sense. But just based on, like, the latitude that these people in this commercial were at, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't have seen the Northern Lights that bright green for that long. Yeah. You know what's Like, weird? reflected in their glasses. Oh. Pfft. Yeah, bullshit. How would that come on? Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> Goddamn advertising. Mm-hmm. So tired of it. Although I will say that by propagating the myth that the Northern Lights look like that, it means that people don't know what to look for, and so Ooh. then they think there are no Northern Lights, and then they go away, which is wonderful, because then I can take pictures without people's car lights being in the way. People are so dumb. It's true. Including me. I'm a big old dummy. You're not dumb. I, Yeah. I am. <laughs> you got recruited for a trivia team. Like, how how dumb can you be? Well, this it's also coming from a friend who I truly, dearly like. And I think it's funny because she, I don't think she knows that I'm an introvert. <laughs> so she asked. And I was like, oh, fuck. Because, <laughs> like... I wouldn't go with my best, best friends to trivia. And then Chris is like, we should go. It would be fun. So I made him promise that it would be the only social thing that he made me do that week. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Introverts. Yep. So do you want to talk about Stranger Things? Yes. Yes. Megan. Let's do it. Okay, so obviously, spoilers, 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 
we're, we're only talking about the first two episodes of season three because that's all that we've watched yeah. so far. And and you're lucky that you're getting this today if you want to hear us talk about it because I wasn't going to watch it. And then last night I was like, ah, oh, fuck it, whatever. Because uh, one of my friends is running Sinister 7 and her leg of the race didn't start until like two in the morning. And I like told her that I would stay awake at least until she started running. Oh my god. Uh, which was fine because I was. Oh, was that Erin? Yeah. She's doing a Sinister Seven. Yeah. Fuck me, dude. Yeah, Sheldon tried to do it on his own, <laughs> but he DNF'd like after the third leg. Like, he had some like real bad, real real bad like muscle pain that he couldn't that he couldn't work out. Well, yeah. But he still ran like sixty seven k in about eight hours. Fuck. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, so I was up, I was awake, and I looked at the time, and I was like, I could watch some Stranger Things right now. So I watched the first two episodes, because that's what you said you had watched. Yeah. Uh, and now I have some thoughts, but let's... Okay, let's, let's do, let's do chronological. Okay. What was going through your head during the cold open? Because you were texting me, like, what the fuck this cold open? Um, so I really, first of all, I really liked the recap on Netflix, it was really good, because it's been a while since there's been new episodes. Yeah. And I like that the recap kind of took us all the way through. Wait, there's a recap? Yeah. Where? Right at the very beginning of the first episode. No, there wasn't. Yeah, there was. Not for me. There definitely was. Maybe you skipped it. There's no way I skipped it. Because it was there, I promise. Because I watched the whole thing. Okay, anyway, continue. And I was just, I was, I was glad about that because I was like, oh yeah, I'd forgotten about some of this stuff. I don't remember the thing, though, that made me go, like, what the heck? Because, like, I just loved everything about the open. And just, like, setting these kids sort of... Well, oh, is there, like, with the Russians? I was like... The Russians! I was like, what the fuck? Is this the fucking Cold War? And they, like, built an alien? Like, I don't understand. That was I my know. first thought. My first thought was, And then I was, I was like, like, it's very x Filesy. Yes, of course. But my first thought was, like, Jesus fucking Christ, like... They just went through this shit, like, I don't know, a year and a half ago with Eleven and and Hopper going into the secret facility, and didn't Uh they, like, fucking shut it down? So what are they, what are they even doing? And then immediately I saw Cyrillic letters, and I was like, oh no, oh no, this isn't gonna be good. Uh But I love that... Uh, insert of something different into it because yeah who would have thought this is like a global phenomenon and not something just weird about this fucking town hawkins indiana like yes you know it's not that weird town in maine that all that shit happens in stephen king's universe right but like at the same time all this fucking weird stuff is going on wouldn't ever wouldn't you just leave no, no, Megan, you know small town people. There's no way. Yeah, that's true. There's no way they'd leave. Also, how big is Hawkins? It's bigger no. than it. Well, it's got a mall. Now. <laughs> yeah, but it's no, but it's big enough to have a mall. Yeah, that's true. So it's got to be like. I don't but know. malls were new then. I don't know. What do you think? 30,000? 40,000? 50,000? Maybe like 30,000? I don't know. I have no idea how big that would have been. Yeah, I don't... It can't be bigger than 50. 
Are you um, Googling? <laughs> no. I'm okay. distracted by something else. Oh. Um. But I was intrigued by that inclusion because I was just like, at the start, when I thought it was just, you know, the fucking lab in Hawkins again, I was just like, Jesus Christ, like, are they just going to do the same fucking thing every season? And then I saw this real of letters, and I was like, yes, something fresh, something new. What is going to happen? Mm-hmm. And then so I was that like, was very oh. exciting. I know, but then I was like, ah, oh, fucking Russians. I know. <laughs> like, fucking classic Russians. <laughs> you know? Just Jesus like, Christ. ugh. So over them being a villain, now that they're villains in real life again. Yeah, it's true. Are they the villains in real life? We're all the villains in real life, Megan. I was just going to say, or are we twist. <laughs> Um, alright, let's find out about Hawkins, Indiana. Now I'm, now I'm intrigued. There isn't a real Hawkins, Indiana, obviously. Ah, okay. It's, oh, an estimated population of about 30,000. There you go. Hey, fucking crushed it. Yeah, that makes, it makes pretty good sense. A really happening mall for 30,000 peeps, though. Yeah. Yeah, like, but and the like the absolute best part about it is not only this mall that hasn't been there for that long, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, what six months would be the guess based on what Hopper says? Yeah, max, right. I think. Yeah, so it's been there about six months, or just it was one of those things that existed and no one ever talked about, one or the other. Um, but the the not only is there a mall, but also that like there's a a back passageway into one of the auditoriums of the movie theater? Like, fuck right off. Like, it just... Yeah, that anyway. made no sense. <laughs> yeah. Although, that was, like, the best comedic line of both episodes. Yeah, 100%. When the kids showed up in the ice cream shop. Uh, what's her name? What's the girl's name? That works <sighs> there with Steve? I want to say, like, Robin? Yeah, I think maybe that's it. And when she's like, your kids are here, I was just like, yes! Because he definitely is just their dad, so I know, which is and so I'm funny. Very because... uncomfortable saying that. Yes, like in, I know. in general, I find that a very uncomfortable thing that has like become, become a thing. A thing, yeah. But it's very true in this one particular instance. And how fucking great was it when Dustin came home? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And they just had that incredible reunion with a handshake and just, like, best buds five ever for life. Yeah, yeah. But also just when Dustin came home and, like, and they've, they, like, fucked with him a little bit. Yeah. Poor kid. Poor kid. Ugh, sweet, sweet baby Dustin. Just he's adore him. He's absolutely the best. Yeah, he's awesome. Just so funny because I think he's, like, the most bonkers one out of all of them and then there's just like sweet baby will who's just like can we just play some D? I just, <laughs> just play like some dnd and pretend that this like fucking creature isn't living in my body right now yeah and he's just like so resigned and just like just the quietest like can we please play some dnd <laughs> <laughs> tired of all your fucking dating bullshit yeah oh no kidding hey Ugh. well i'm like now with his brother and Nancy, whatever, what's his brother's name? Jonathan. Jonathan, yeah. yeah. And, like, so they're, like, obviously a thing that's in his face all the time, too. Like, yeah, poor Will. He just can't escape it, yeah. No, not at I all. I know. Poor little, 
poor little Will. He's my favorite. He's just so cute. His haircut is the fucking worst thing <laughs> of all time. Like, how are you letting that happen? Those poor kids having to, like, be just in early, like, have that early 80s look in regular life to be part of the show. Like, well, yeah, but, like, freaking Harrington looks normal. Yeah. Why can't Will look like someone who's not on the fucking monkeys? I don't know. Poor little dude. I don't know. So we have the Russians and we have a mall. And I feel, I don't know how early it was in the episode. It was pretty early in the episode where I was just like, oh, Hopper is the best. Oh, I love, I even wrote down one of my notes about Hopper. How did I frame it? I said, fat dad. (laughs) (laughs) Hopper not knowing what a heart to heart is, is absolutely classic. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I said, uh, Dustin in shorts, all caps, three exclamation points. (laughs) Using 11 for parlor tricks seems rude. Yeah, Uh, but she seems to be having some fun with it, so. She does, but I also feel like it's a bit exploitive. 11, you can say no. Um, uh. But wouldn't you want to fuck with Dustin, too? A hundred percent. The kissing right. was disgusting. It was. It was so good in, like, eighth grade. It was wonderful. Ugh, I wanted to puke the whole time. <laughs> what I loved, my last three notes here, are uh, a happy face. There's so many different types of bodies at the pool. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, not a classic 80s movie where it's just all these, like, thin blonde white women it's just like oh my gosh look at this diversity there's everybody represented here there's Mm -hmm. not what you would typically see in something filmed in the 80s and then is that jake busey question mark yes it is jake busey in this fucking season and i hate him oh okay and then um, my last note is, I expect the monster to be Radigan from The Great Mouse Detective. <laughs> and, like, I don't think I'm that far off right now. Maybe not, no. Well, it's something something along those lines. Yeah. But uh, now... The, ex- the exploding rats were amazing. Oh, so gross. And then they turn into these... Like ambulatory meat sacks. Yeah. And then where do they go? I don't know, but I yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm intrigued to see like how all this kind of fits together and I feel like maybe not watching all ten or thirteen episodes or whatever there are like in a row is probably better for me than like watching them all together. There's only eight this time. Oh, is there only eight? Oh that's even better. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll do like two at a time. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do as well. But, um... Can we hold off? Can we do two a week? Oh, Megan. I'm just asking. (laughs) It's just a thought. We can discuss the logistics of this later. Oh, yes, we potentially can. I will do my best to not watch. Um, It would be be good to do that and have, like, okay, well, here's what we did. First two and then second two. Just, like, you know, sort of, like, something that we have something to talk about each time, too. That's true. Yes, that's probably a good idea. Um, So, what do you think is going on with Billy, then? Is he possessed by this thing? Yes. 
Yeah, I to, think he is. To bring it food? I'm not, maybe. I'm not sure. Like, but he's, he's on, because at the end of, it's the end of the second one, right? Where he's like, sees himself. Well, he brought the girl, the lifeguard girl, mm-hmm. to the monster. And then he's, yeah, he has that vision yeah, of himself, so which I, think, I didn't yeah. really understand. But no, I think that's his, I think that's his role now is to bring this thing food. So he's going to do some bad stuff. Oh, for sure. Which, like, shock. Which, like, that bad dude. (laughs) With, like, that flash, that, like, weird flash that he had when um, Mrs. Wheeler, like, followed him into that shed or whatever. Yeah, the change room. Yeah, would she, and would he, like, turned, right? And, like, and he looked like he was gonna, like, that he had, like, smashed her into the the shelves or whatever, and then, like, he didn't, but then tells her to stay away. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, cause when he, when that happened at first, before I realized that this was like what he was thinking of doing, I was just like, holy fuck. I know. Like, this I got gasped. dark real fucking fast. I gasped. It was so shocking. Yeah. And like, that's an interesting thing too. Like I found that whole little tiny subplot just fascinating. Oh, for sure. Cause there's like mega tension last season. Yes. And I thought that her, like, flirting with him by the pool was a bit too open, dudes. Yeah. Like, like she's there with her bit. four friends. You're telling me they're not noticing that? And her child. Yeah, that too. <laughs> like, the, the daughter, right? The little girl. And so I just, but I thought that little subplot was, like, absolutely fascinating that, like, you know, she was all ready to go and do this, and then she looks at her, like, potato of a husband snoring on the couch with the kid and was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't. And I was like, interesting solution for your moral quandary, but all right. Well, I think she's like, you know, I could go to fucking bone zone with this young dude, but in the end, what does that get me? Well, yeah, for sure. But it's just, it, I just found it, like... I found it interesting that, like, Billy is on his way out to this, like, tryst, ultimately. Yeah. And is and that's when he... So, like, I, I, I'm, I was curious, like, is there a link between those things? Oh, like how all the cheaters die in Gatsby? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, there's a moral... Yeah, like, is there... Underpinning is there, like, here? Yeah, I was curious about that, because I just thought it was interesting. Huh. But I also then I thought about it afterwards and I was like, it'd be much more fascinating if Mrs. Wheeler was the one who was like possessed instead of Billy because you no one would suspect her. (laughs) Well, and (laughs) according to her life, no one would notice, which I don't know is probably the most depressing thing I've ever said. (laughs) Yeah, like no one would pay attention. Can we talk about Billy for just a second? Sure. It's not just me, but, like, so I read something on, tw- on Twitter after, I think it was maybe on Saturday, uh, and someone was like, someone please clarify, is Billy from Stranger Things hot? And I was like, no. Yes! Oh my god, Megan, thank you. Thank you. I don't get it. I don't get it either. Oh, he's just, like... It's just gross. And even the first time he showed... Yes, he's gross. That's absolutely it. He's gross. And you could tell, you could tell that he was supposed, he was positioned to be the, like, that, like, hot bad boy, whatever, but I'm just like, he's not, no, he's just gross. He's not hot at all. And even, like, I'm sorry to this actor, but even when he's not in his Billy stuff, he's also gross. (laughs) I'm like, I don't, 
I think what it is, is I think it's the very pale eyes. Okay. I think it's disconcerting. Maybe, maybe. That could be it. Like, there's just something about his look that's just like, don't trust him. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan. Oh, yeah, I just looked him up on... Yeah, no. Does he have a weird name? What's his name? I don't know how you say it. Daiquiri? Yeah, right. Daiquiri. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I... Yeah, I don't know. I just, yeah, I just... It was just funny when I saw that on Twitter. I was like, is Billy from Stranger Things thought? I'm like, no. No, he's not. Like, he's no. not at all. But, like, oddly, Steve Harrington is. Yeah, it's weird. And he's just, like, season one, he was so detestable. Mm-hmm. And now, I don't know. It's it's a bizarre thing. His hair isn't as good this season, though. So well, it's far. You, well, he wore a hat for almost all of it. So he had, like, some hat head going on, too. That is true. I do love this new co-worker, and I just need him to realize that he's in love with her soon, please. Yes. Yeah, because he's very much in love with her. But wouldn't it be, like, amazing if she was a lesbian? (laughs) And Steve would be like, oh, okay. Just be like, god damn it. Like, he's just got no magic anymore. It's hilarious. Did you know that the actress, yes, her, her... Yeah, her character, yeah, her name is Robin. Uh, that The actress is uh, Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke's daughter. No! Yeah. What? Yeah. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. She doesn't look anything like them. No, but I bet you if you put the three of them together, you'd be like, oh, I get it. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, no, I, I do. I like, I like, uh... I like Steve a lot. He cracks me up. Yeah. It's so and funny. Because in the, the, the first season, you're right, you hated him. Because you had to hate him. Because that's how he was positioned. Yeah. And then in the second season, like, when he pulls that, like, fucking nail, nail-covered nail bat out of his car, you're like, well, okay. Mm-hmm. I guess he's on the side of good now. Yep. And he is just, like, such a good substitute papa for these wayward boys. <laughs> I know. Yes, and, like, yeah, like, obviously, like, Max and, and Eleven are not his children. It's just the boys. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's just the boys. There's no way. Although, when Eleven's at the mall, he's like, are you even supposed to be here? <laughs> That's true. Like, he's, he's checking up on her. That's true. Also, how great was that mall montage? It was amazing. With Max and Eleven. I was just I, like, yes, girls power. You don't need no men. And then she dumps his ass. Yeah. And knowing what we know about, like, the Wonder Woman movie, I kind of hope we get a montage like that in Wonder Woman. <laughs> like, <gasps> Steve Trevor just, like, wandering through with all this, like, brightly colored shit trying to just, like, navigate whatever. Oh, my God. So, like, the reverse, what happens for Diana when they're trying to dress her down? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, and he's exactly. in all these like puffy shoulders and neon yes. lapels. Yes, I, and then ends up in that velvet tracksuit that we've seen in the pictures. Is it velvet? I'm pretty sure. Fuck, Chris Pine can wear anything. Yep. As we've discussed in the outlocking. <laughs> <laughs> anything. Also, nothing. It's all also good. Also, nothing. 
Uh, hey, should... he looked great in those, like, dress robes. He really did. I should watch that movie again. It's been a while. Mostly just to watch that opening sequence. I know. Because it's so goddamn good. Um, so, okay. So the when the rats blew up and, like, when um, they go to that lady's house, Jonathan mm-hmm. and Nancy, when they go to that lady's house and she, like, captures the rat. It was one of those, like, I was thinking about the CinemaSins guy when that scene happened because they were, like, you know, looking at all of, like, the, whatever the, was it fertilizer that they had eaten? Yeah. They should then, be dead. <laughs> yeah, of course they should. And then all of a sudden, this the one rat that she captured makes this noise. And I was like, that's convenient. That noise would have been happening is. all of the time. Yeah. Um, but, and then of course, Nancy makes them leave just before the fucking thing explodes. Yeah. Right, so they don't, haven't, haven't seen this yet. But that's like classic Stranger Things, too. Oh, for sure. Things for happen sure. because no one's paying attention to them. Um, and so... Now we have this, so now we have this, like, other person, this, like, outside person involved. It's not just, because, like, for the most part, in the last two seasons, all the weird shit that happened was, like, more or less with, like, the core cast. Yeah. Where now there's, like, this outside person, because she's going to assume that this rat was, you know, there, because it was there the last time she saw it, and then she's going to go back down into her basement and realize that the fucking rat is gone. Mm-hmm. And then, so now there's, like... Now, I wonder if that's, like, the way of bridging this, like, Russian interference. You know what I mean? And having, like, this bigger, wider thing going on. Well, I think it's interesting, too, because don't we see that, like, Russian henchman also at the mall? Yes, or is he at the mall? He's somewhere. He's at the bar. Or the restaurant. Where Hopper is. Right, 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 right. When Joyce goes to see the science teacher, who's the best. Oh, that whole... Okay, we'll come back to Joyce in a second. Yes. But, um, yeah, so it seems like there's so much more outsider otherism happening in this story than yeah. past stories. Well, like, even with the power outage, right? Like, the power outage was enough to, like, kill power for the whole town. Yeah. And Not so is just... the... Is that localized. the monster feeding on that? Or triggering that? I'm not sure. I still don't, because I thought that was like them firing up the laser in Russia, but that wouldn't mm-hmm. make No, because that was like a year ago. That was like a year before. Yeah. So no, I'm not sure what that was. And like this electromagnetic failure thing is really interesting too. Mm-hmm. But let's let's talk about Joyce and Hopper. Yes. Because, first of all, Hopper going to her for advice was so sweet. It really was. And he was so upset about everything. And I was like, Hopper, you're the biggest, like, fucking man whore out there. So for you to be like, mm-hmm. my adopted daughter is kissing. And Joyce is like, are they just kissing? And he's like... What do you mean? Are they just kissing? <laughs> that was probably the wrong question to ask, to be fair. Yeah, but Joyce is just like, <laughs> she's so sweet to him and so lovely. And obviously, like, they've had tension yeah. before. But why can't she just say to him, like, no, I'm still grieving Bob? I and, think like, be- because I think she... Maybe, because if you're, like, with him having lost his daughter, 
however long ago that was when she was little right yeah i think maybe like joyce isn't an idiot and maybe she's like well there's also all of this going on you know so she's just trying to be nice to him and not like and not like i know but but he's a man and as much as i love hopper he's still a man and so for her to be like oh i'm still grieving bob to him would be like oh well that's that's the end of that right Oh, I see. And so maybe she doesn't want to, like, shut that down quite. Like, you think he would perceive that as, like, the slamming of the door. Yeah. Because he, I don't know if you've noticed, he's a little bit, um, what's the word? Combustible? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's the, you know? Like yeah, he gets I'd a little, say. A little, little hot under the collar about some things. And I, I feel like that kind of thing, would he would maybe take it the wrong way. And I don't think she wants him to not be around. Yeah, I think... Well, I think she's a very good friend to him. Yeah. And she appreciates him. And I think there's something there, but... Oh, there definitely is. It's so hard for her. Yeah. Well, um, she's that, that, that scene where she was like made her little like microwave dinner and then like sat down and watched TV and was like thinking about Bob. I was like, oh... I know. That's actually kind of sad. He was so sweet, and we were all waiting for the shoe to drop with Bob because, like, you can't trust no man. We all know that. Mm-hmm. And then he just, like, sacrificed himself for mm-hmm. the good of everyone, and it's just like, how do you move on from someone so, so unselfish? Because no one in that town is unselfish. No, I know. I know. He's, yeah, he's just kind of the best. But yeah, so that whole, th- I think, and I, I think the other thing too is I think that Joyce sort of understands that she needs to have, like, she, like, she needs Hopper around too, because yes. he, of all of the people, other than Bob, of all of the people in this town, he's the one who knows and understands the most about what's gone on yes. with her son and, like, all of the shit, and so I think she's just sort of, you know letting him down as easily as possible so that but by standing him up like that well i don't think that was intentional i don't think so either but he's gonna see it that way but i don't think it was intentional i think she like legitimately lost track of time as she was like learning science (laughs) oh god that was so fucking cute (laughs) to just be like okay she checks out all the books from yeah. the library and is trying so hard to understand them. Like, Joyce is just, like, she's so sweet and so pure. And then she's like, I just can't wrap my head around this. Who am I going to go ask to help me? Oh, an elementary school teacher. <laughs> Surely yes. he'll be able to tell me about advanced physics. Yeah. Like, is there ever a better town than that? No, it's pretty good. Can we also talk for just a second about Lucas's sister? Just, is that his sister? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. She's just so fucking snotty. I love it so much. Like, she just, she hates him so much. I know. And didn't he say, like, why aren't you dead yet? Or yeah. something like that to yeah, her? And I was like, just amazing. shit. Wow. Uh, it's just absolutely amazing. And how so, she's just like, I'd like more pe- <laughs> more peppermint. 
to test out, and Robin's yeah. like, uh, okay. <laughs> I wouldn't say no to this girl either. She'll fucking no. destroy you. She's terrifying. So, do you think that Susie, Dustin's girlfriend, is real? I think so. So how come the Russians... <laughs> Have intercepted, like, you know what I mean? I mean, of course they've intercepted this fucking signal. Well, I think for Dustin, too. What Dustin wants... Dustin, he holds it tight to his chest, right? Mm -hmm. Which makes me think that it is real. He, like, slips out, and it's just, like, natural, and it's, like, no big thing to him. So I think it is legit. What I don't necessarily think is legit is his capacity to make a radio tower that will reach all the way to, where is she, fucking Utah? Utah, yeah. Like, that's crazy. And to have a line that goes directly to her and she's ready to pick it up. Right. Like, I I believe that he unwittingly picked up a Russian transmission much sooner that I pick up that he's mastered this long wave communication format. Right, yeah, like it was just very accidental all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. So yeah, oh yeah, I'm just looking here, there are, that's right, there are only eight episodes. Which I think is good, because I think one of my criticisms last year is that there were just too many episodes. Mm Mm-hmm. And so there were a few that was like, well, nothing was really accomplished in this one. Not even in terms of, like, character development. So maybe tighten it up. Yeah. And I'm glad that they have. So let's see. guess we'll see if it pays off. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, and the nice thing about the Netflix series, too, is, like, having this. They don't have a time limit, really. Yeah. So if it's 52 minutes this time, sure. And if it's 55 next time, sure. And if it's 45, whatever. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of like that feeling a little bit better. So, let's go back to Billy for a sec here. Yeah. (sighs) Who are all the people behind him in his vision? I don't know. I'm not sure. Are they also people who are in the Upside Down? So, are... Are Are they all in the Upside Down? Well, that's just an existential question, really. Well, no, because... Are we all in the Upside Down? (laughs) Well, we're in the fucking Matrix. Come on. Oh, yeah, that's true. Right? Like, we're all robots. Keanu Reeves is going to come save us someday anyway. Which, you know, based on recent history, is probably true. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure who all those people are. I feel like they're, like, previous victims of whatever's down there. Like, do you know what I mean? So... See, that's interesting because my assumption was that this is like an anomaly and hasn't existed before because it seems to be different from the Demigorgon and those like little pets last year. Right, but this is all part of the same thing, right? Because Will's got that weird feeling yes, about stuff. For so this sure. It's all part of the same. Agreed, but I, I had the feeling that like it was a mutation of. Maybe. Rather than Maybe. I'm not sure. the spawn of or something like that. I don't know. It's That's what's tricky about the show is it's so hard to make those guesses because we're always wrong. <laughs> yeah. But it's true. Yeah, we really, 
We really are. We really don't know anything. In terms of tone, this it's like quite a bit more campy than previous seasons. Yeah, and I kind of like it. Do you? Okay, I was gonna ask what your it feels. Well, it feels that. a little bit less, and maybe this is because like the stakes so far in these first two episodes haven't been super high. Mm-hmm. But it feels a little bit less foreboding all the time. Yeah, I agree. My friend Larissa is just watching season one, like she's never watched before at all. And oh my god, just reading her text last night was just like a revelation because she was like, "Why is this so scary?" Oh my god. And I was like, oh yeah, season one was scary. Like, Will being, like, hunted by those things and, like, hiding. And then I remember being really fucking freaked out when all the lights turn on and Joyce, like, has the message spelled out to her. I remember being fucking terrified by that. Yeah, yeah. But they've really lightened it up in previous seasons. Yeah, like I think I think that they've they've had to, maybe, I don't know, because like the 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 thing about all of this too is like, whatever villain they've created, we've now it has like a human face, and that human face is Billy, and we all know that now, yeah, right. So it's not this like weird unseen, like monolith anymore. <laughs> it's something even scarier, which is a young white man. Oh yeah, that's true. That's very true. Um, I feel like that's a good episode title. I'm just throwing it out there. I was, well, Kate, as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, I imagine Billy's like a young Brad Kavanaugh. And I was like, nope, that's too dark. Ooh, um, boy, oh but boy. also possibly not because who the fuck knows? Um, but there's so now we have this like face on the villain, whereas before we didn't. Right. right? Like and in it was like one. whispers and shadows in the dark. Yeah, and that, so I think, like, just because we now have an actual face on, on the villain, I think it doesn't have to be quite as scary. That's true. And also, no one's missing yet, either. Right, because yeah. Will, like, Will was gone for all of the first season, mm-hmm. or most of it, right? And so no one's, no one's been abducted, there's no, like, you know, there's just weird stuff happening kind of around this place that this weird stuff has been happening for the last couple of years. Yeah, that's true. So for them, it's just like business as usual. Oh, the lights are going out. Okay, well. Well, that was weird. Yep. But nothing. But and then now, obviously, like the magnet's not sticking. That's a little bit bizarre. Mm -hmm. That's something that maybe needs to be looked into. Didn't they have like? Oh no, that must have been something else I was watching. Did they have like earthquakes? I think there might have been. Hmm. I don't know. That might have been something else. Sorry. Um, um, so, so far, I'm pretty pleased with how this is going. I'm just interested. I want to know how it ends, right? Like, that's the... I'm interested enough to keep watching. Oh, for sure. I'm very interested in how this is going to play out, not only with, like, Billy, but also I'm always worried about Will. Will is just, like... Mm-hmm. Just a sweet little baby. And I wish he would just speak up and be like, hey, Eleven, do you feel anything right now? <laughs> Not in like yeah. a, you feeling this <laughs> situation, but like, yeah. um, the back of my neck is going tingly-wingly, and the last time that happened, some fucking monsters came out of the ground, so... 
Yeah. What's your dealio here? Yeah. But Can I think you... that's my problem with every TV show. It's like, just fucking talk to each other about your goddamn <laughs> problems. That's like every movie TV show ever. Yes. Or like someone overhears half of a conversation and then they make an assumption and then, you know, an hour of on-screen conflict for nothing. Mm-hmm. To be like, oh no, I was talking about your cousin Ted. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Goodness. Um, do you have anything else that you want to add? Um, I was really hoping that... Um, oh fuck, who was I thinking of that would just be perfect in this show? As like, well, I was happy to see what's-his-name-is-the-mayor. I think that's great casting. Carrie Ells, yeah, he's, yeah. Just as good as Paul Reiser was yeah. last year as that yeah. um, scientist guy. Kindly-hearted scientist. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck, who was I thinking of? Shit. Ugh, oh, it'll come to me later and I'll text it to you and then no one will hear and it'll be great. <laughs> okay. Um, do you have anything else about the Stranger Things? Uh, we talked for like almost an hour about the Stranger Things. Of course we did. <laughs> oh, could not fucking believe how rude Mike was to Hopper. He really was. Like, whispering in front of him. And Hopper kept it so cool, and when he just fucking <laughs> lost his mind in the truck with those crazy eyes, mm-hmm. that was, like, the best moment of my life. It was pretty good. I I really liked when he kept, like, hitting the power lock button, because mm-hmm. I was thinking about it, because in, like, the 80s, cars only had the power lock button on the driver's side, right? So, which <laughs> I remember, I remember from, like, when I was a kid. That yeah. my dad was the only one who had like the power lock button in his car, and I just the look on his face is like, "Kid, I could fucking do this all day." Yep, he's just like, like I'm just gonna lock you in this goddamn car forever. Pull, lock, pull, lock, pull, lock, pull, lock. <laughs> but also, like Mike, when did you get this fucking rude dude? Oh, it's just because he's horny and angry all the time. Ugh, aren't we all? <laughs> And on that note, let's talk about Anna Green Gables. Oh, what a segue. Well, actually, so have you watched the first season, right? No. You haven't? Nope. Never read the books. Oh, you should. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Oh, the TV show is so good. I don't know if, I don't know if it'd be how good it would be if you haven't read the books. Is it the Anne with an E? Yeah. Okay. So they just put season two on Netflix, like, just recently. Um, cause CBC aired it, but then I never watched it and then they aired it on, <laughs> well, it was just cause it was something I had to like think about. Whereas on Netflix, I don't have to think about it. It like shows up on the menu. I'm like, Oh, here we go. I can watch this now. Yeah. Um, but like the, and it was also like they aired it, you know, one episode a week and it was, I think it was on Netflix, like everywhere else in the world, except in Canada because it was aired on CBC first. Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah, and so the first season was, like, very true to, like, that first book and, like, or I guess the first part of the first book, anyway. Um, and just, and the girl that they have playing Anne, like, she's just delightful. She's so good. And and Anne is, like, this character who speaks in, um, she speaks <laughs> with a vocabulary that is much larger than she should for the age that she is. 
Okay. Uh, and, and, and so one of the things, like, in the book, and when we were in PEI a couple of summers ago, we came across a place when we were up by Cavendish, because um, that's where the Anna Green Gables house is, is, mm-hmm. is in Cavendish. And so there's a, a lake of shining waters, which is, like, what Anne calls this pond that she walks by every day. Like, she's just a fucking, she's the best. I love her. Because um, everything a to lake her of is, shining waters? Yeah. Everything about her is just, like, a wonderment. Like, she's just That sounds pretentious as fuck, right? <laughs> no, but, but everything she sees, and it's because she's an orphan, and because, like, her whole life she's been, like, mistreated, ultimately, and now she's in this place where people, like, actually sort of don't seem to hate her. And so she's able to, like... I don't know be a bit more of like her own person and like she's uh, she would be a annoying as shit like to teach and to like be friends with she would be the absolute worst but as a character to read i think she's wonderful mm-hmm. um so the first season worked through kind of that first bit and like her getting her settled on the farm with matthew and marilla um who are brother and sister which is very important for the thing that i'm going to tell you about the first part of season two because oh boy. it's very it's a, just a very important thing to know is that they're siblings and that they're both they were they've both never been married and they're like working their farm and they're they're older and they had sent for um to adopt essentially they wanted a boy to help on the farm and they ended up with Anne instead. Um there was a mistake, a mix up, I don't know, and she ended up out on this farm and here she is. Anyway, so the first season's really good, but I was really interested in what we were going to do, like, because they told the story, I thought, pretty faithfully, and I was like, well, how, where do they go from here? So they add this sort of element, so the, the, like, the very opening of the first episode of season two is Marilla Cuthbert, who's like, I don't know, 50, maybe? Like, she's old enough that this is funny to me. She's like... Definitely attracted to like one of the boarders they have staying in their house, who's like probably twenty five. It's great. Male or <laughs> female? Male. Oh my But gosh. she's like super flustered by this young man's presence in her life, and it is incredible. Uh, didn't you just hear what I said about how we're all angry and horny? <laughs> no, I know, but like it's just so funny, and like knowing like, the way that her character is written and is portrayed to have her like visibly sort of flustered by another person's presence is amazing because so, she's not a person who did you ever watch road to avonlea when you were a kid no oh because i was gonna say she's very much like hetty king and road to avonlea like just strict and straight and prim and proper and very like and then she's just like flustered by the the appearance of this of this border all of a sudden <laughs> and he knows it too so he like takes advantage of it well megan is he hot I mean, sort of. It's a <laughs> Is CBC he hot sh- for Canadian TV? Uh, yes, I was going to say, it's a CBC <laughs> show, so, you know, do with that what you will. <laughs> but, like, it's just really funny, because he takes advantage of it, and uh, there's a couple of moments uh, and where she, like, asks if he needs his washing done, and he's like, oh, sure, and then he just, like, takes his shirt off. She almost just combusts. It's amazing. Oh, my God. And I loved everything about it for two reasons. One, because it's a show based on, like, not really a kid's book, because, like, I think Adam Green Gables, I think that whole series can be read by anybody. Like, I don't think it's just for kids. Um, but I was really intrigued by the fact that, like, that's how they open, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we have Anne, who's, like, in that, like, kind of almost puberty phase, and where you think that she'd be the one, but no, it's, like, the 50-year-old woman who's, like, all hot and bothered, and it's great. So she's not perceived as, like, 
a spinster or anything in the community? Like, she's got some goods and people are into it? Uh, no, she's very much is a spinster. She lives oh. on a farm with her brother. <laughs> like, yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. So it's just this dude who, like, yeah. sees her magic. Yeah, a little and but she also very much sees it. Like, it's incredible. And there, I think it was in the second episode, there was a scene where she was, like, washing her hair, ultimately. Oh my she's... god, I'm having out of Africa flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, more or less, that sounds about right. Oh, and goodness. so she, so she's, like, she's not obviously naked, because she's just doing this, like, over the basin, or whatever. But she's not all done up, because usually she's got, like, the high-collar dress, because I think this the books are set in, like... 1908, 1910, somewhere in there. So she's usually got, like, the high-collar dress, right? Mm -hmm. Like, all the way up, and long sleeves and whatnot, and so she's, (laughs) she's, like, down in the kitchen by the basin, and she's wearing, like, presumably like, a nightgown that she's got unbuttoned at the top so she can rinse her hair without getting it wet, and then this, (laughs) this Nate is his name, he comes down the stairs, and she's, like, there. And, of course, in this context, she's practically naked. <laughs> in that social context, yeah. yeah. She's just, like, so flustered. But it was amazing. I had to actually stop it and just, like, sit for a minute and think about what I'd just seen. I'm like, holy shit, they almost had sex. Like, not really, but in that, like, structure, very yeah. much so. Um, but it was amazing. It was really, really good. Okay, well, if I'm not allowed to watch Stranger Things till next week, this is just, might be something I put on my list then. Because, yeah, so, and and then they also introduced, um, uh, they also introduced some gay characters, which I thought was really interesting, in, in a way that, like, you wouldn't necessarily have expected it. Oh. And it was fascinating. Um, which, like, reminds you, obviously, that, like... This is just a reality that people have lived forever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. And we're just finally, as you know, as a society starting to be like, oh, I guess this is normal. Um, whereas, like, but it was just the way that it was introduced. And, of course, in the time, in, like, that early 20th century sort of context. And there's a, a character who comes from, uh, he's there from Trinidad. Mm-hmm. And he was on a, like, he was working on a, on a, on a steamship with someone from um, Avonlea. And ends up back in Avonlea. And he's, like, the only black person around, basically. That anyone is, like... That anyone cares to, like, associate with. Except that you find out that there's, like, an entire settlement. Because, of course, there is. Because it's the Maritimes. Of mm-hmm. black people. That white people just don't go to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then it, like, brings this other sort of community and culture into it. It's really good. I'm super, super intrigued in sort of what happens for season three. And, like, what where they're going to go with it. So for the books, yeah, it's I like I don't know why, but this was just never in my, you know, reading yeah. interest as a kid or as an adult. So it's a series. Is it just about Anne as a child? No. So the first, um, the first book is Anne of Green Gables, and so like when in nineteen eighty five. When they made the miniseries with Megan Follows, like, that's sort of, like, the... The cultural touchstone for it? Yeah, that's the one. And if you see, like, a picture of Anne of Green Gables, that's probably who it is. Okay. Is Megan Follows from that miniseries. And that was sort of... And that was, like, a CBC thing, obviously. Um, But the first book... um, Yes, it was written in 1908. So Anne Shirley, she's 11. 
when the book starts, like the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I can't remember how far it goes. Oh yeah, it go, the book goes through. So this this the series is only probably through the first like maybe half of the book, maybe even only a third of the first book. Oh wow! Cause the, yeah, because by the end of by the end, yeah, when she turned in the book, when she turns sixteen, she goes to the Queen's Academy to earn a teaching license. Okay. Yeah. So the first book covers a shit ton. Yeah, it goes through, and so it, and and it goes through kind of her in school and just sort of her. Um. The way that she adjusts to living in this community and and whatnot. So yeah, so there's, there's her, there's Anne, and then she's got her best friend, Diana. And she's the only girl that of of Anne's age who lives close enough to Green Gables for him to ever like really be friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Gilbert Blythe, who is I th- I believe he's in the same grade as her, in school, but he's actually two or three years older. And eventually, like through the books, they end up getting married and having a bunch of children. Um, oh, spoilers, Megan. Whatever. This book was the first book was published in 1908, <laughs> and the last book was published in 1939. Suck it. <laughs> um, so there's yeah there's six of them that are just Anne so there's Anne of Green Gables where she's from 11 till she's 16 mm-hmm. the second one is Anne of Avonlea it goes from when she's 16 till when she's 18 and then Anne of the Island 18 to 22 Anne of Windy Poplars which I think is my favorite of all of them when she's 22 to 25 Anne's House of Dreams 25 to 27 Anne of Ingleside um, she's between 34 and 40 and then, and then she, like, dies tragically of Spanish flu or something? And then there's three more books, um, or two more books, rather. Rainbow Valley and Rilla of Ingleside, which are about, um, they focus on, like, either her children or on other people kind of in the community. Okay. Rather than, rather than in, on Anne herself. Gotcha. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, it's it's a good series. It's really, really well done. And when you watch it, you're going to be like, oh my god, she's insufferable. And yes, she is. You just have to... Get through it? You just have to deal with her because, like, that's how she is in the book. And in the book, she's delightful to read. Okay. Yeah, it's and it's really well made. And the Tragically Hip... It's a Tragically Hip song is the the theme song, but I'm not going to tell you which song. It's great. Oh, wow. Yeah, just it's a fun little nod. freaking surprises today. Yeah, it's a fun little nod. Well, cool. and, like, I'll have to give it a yeah, try. Yeah, it's good. That's worth it. My friend Shauna, who loves, loves Anne of Green Gables, loves it. Like, she watched the first season, and she was just like, this is perfect. So. Oh, shit. High praise. But yeah, I don't know. I just always assumed that Anne of Green Gables was, like, a thing that everybody read, but I guess not. No. Well, I think, yeah, I, have... I think I was in that sweet spot, though, because I was born four years after the series. Yeah. So I think all of that would have kind of died by the time I was, you know, reading and... Yeah, maybe. Whatever. And Saskatchewan isn't too crazy on promoting Easterner ideas, so... That's true. That's true. Because I used to... And I used to watch, like, Road to Avonlea. That was a thing, too. But I think it first started in, like, 1989 or 1990. When I would have been, like... And it was, like, on... It was on Sunday nights on CBC. It would be, like, Wonderful World of Disney and then Road to Avonlea. Mm. And so... Usually, like, that's what I would do on Sunday nights, right? Like, we would watch whatever the Disney movie was, 
And then I was usually allowed to stay up and watch Rodavonly, and then I had to go to bed. Like, that was kind of the thing when I was, like, you know, eight, nine, whatever. Right. Um, and my mom, like, and my mom and I would watch it. And so, yeah, like, I absolutely love, absolutely love Rodavonly as well. And if you go to Prince Edward Island, you can go to, like, the town where they filmed a lot of those, like, scenes. Like, the outdoor scenes on, in Rodavonly, which I think is cool, too. Yeah, but Megan, have you driven through Rolo, Saskatchewan twice, a.k.a. Dog River? Uh, yes, I have, actually. <laughs> you are you are proving or trying to prove a point to the wrong person. Yeah, times. I know. Because, <laughs> yes, yes, I have driven through there. <laughs> well, I um, have a quiz for you. Yes, I love, I have, I got so many questions from people. Okay, good. And one of them is from Tyler, and it's going to make you real mad. <sighs> God damn it, Tyler. Yeah. Come on. Um, well, it's just like the 80s and we'll reveal which Stranger Things character you're most oh, like. Perfect. <laughs> so this is hard because it's visual, so I have to describe them to you. Do you want me to look at them? Sure. Okay, what, it's a BuzzFeed one, obviously, right? Yeah. Okay, just give me one sec. That might make more sense. You can still, like, talk me through it, but then at least I can look at it, and it won't be quite so, like... <laughs> then yeah, whoever's right? listening whoever's listening to this uh won't be like what the fuck because there's one that's like choose a print and it's just like i don't even know how i would describe these patterns and check textures okay what's the quiz called sorry uh which stranger things character are you 80s outfit okay hang on i'm sure if you just search stranger things it'll pop up I'm not on the app, I'm on the browser. Yeah, I'm on my computer. Okay. Do, 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 All right. Do, 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 do. Oh, which Stranger Things character build an 80s outfit? Yeah, I'm on it. Okay. 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 So, your top selection. <laughs> layered polos. A Peter Kaminsky crop top. A leotard. Printed button-up. Neon polo, off-the-shoulder sweatshirt, a hot <laughs> rainbow, reading rainbow graphic tee, <laughs> a flannel, which is like, yeah, no, or a neon tee. <laughs> the Peter Kaminsky crop top makes me laugh, but no, that's just really funny that that's how you described it. <laughs> He for um, sure would wear that. He would, but obviously I'm going to say the flannel because obviously. I know, but it's also like, you can't put a flannel amongst, it's like a, one of these things is not like the other situation. Yeah, well, I guess we're just going to have to deal with that. Okay, now we're going on to um, what's happening below the belt here. Some very pastel high-waisted mom jeans. Mm-hmm. A pleated plaid skirt. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. A feast for the eyes. Some textured <laughs> parachute pants. Those are amazing. Those rainbow ones, incredible. Like, it hurts the eyes. It uh -huh. hurts It hurts the eyes and the brain. Uh, a neon miniskirt. A pair of overalls, apparently, that don't come with a shirt based on this photo. Uh, acid wash jeans. A denim skirt, cotton Aladdin pants, <laughs> or a rah-rah skirt, which is apparently horizontal pleats. 
Um, all of these are terrible, and I'm very glad that I was a small child in the 80s and not, like, a teenager. For sure. Um, but I'm gonna have to go with acid wash jeans. Okay. Out of all of these bad options. You know what? You're constructing an okay look right now. Okay, so now we've got, of course, it's the 80s. You need another layer. It's layers on layers on layers. Yeah. So, are you going to put a denim jacket on that flannel? Of course you are, but let's see what the rest of it is. (laughs) A, multicolored polka dot sweater, like a clown from fucking hell. (laughs) Is it esprit? Yeah. I've never even said that word aloud. Esprit sweater. A members-only jacket. This one looks puce. It also looks like something that if you had a terrible mustache and some, like, tinted glasses, you would be a pedophile. Oh, for sure. And there's also, like, a tiny vial of Coke in that pocket. Absolutely. Uh, just a nice striped sweater. A neon windbreaker. An oversized cardigan. Oh my god, is that, like, Sharon Lawson Brown? <laughs> I think so. Um... <laughs> uh, hot structured blazer with shoulder pads or a plaid suit jacket well we all know that it's gonna be the denim jacket but i do really like the striped sweater the striped sweater is very good but i'm going with the denim jacket i also actually kind of like the cardigan if it wasn't paired with nine other patterns yeah like like if if it was just the red and yellow see this is what i don't understand you see her right sleeve it's the same mm-hmm. colors as her question mark skirt. Mm-hmm. So are they, is it, is it's it a outfit. one piece? It's an outfit. Oh my God. Okay, now we're going to a pair of shoes, Converse high tops, Stan Smith's, Nike high tops, Keds, oh fuck, I miss a good pair of Keds, Reebok high tops, <laughs> Hush Puppy heels, Van slip-ons, <laughs> multicolored pumps, or, of course, the classic jelly suit shoes. And okay. yes, you have to have socks with them. I have a choice, but I want, which, what do you think is my choice? I'm thinking you are going Keds. I am going Keds. Yes. Yeah. I used to have them. Because they were cheap. And there was a time when my feet grew a whole bunch of sizes in a year. And my mom was like, I'm not spending more money on shoes for you. So I got to wear Keds. Yeah. Knew okay. it. And now choose a print for your scrunchie. So now that you can see these, I'm going to try to describe them visually. Okay. The first one is like, you know where you do that thing where you just spill your breakfast everywhere? (laughs) Yes. You've got a glass of water, you've got your runny eggs, and then you've also got all the ketchup in the world? Yep. That's the first one. That's a good description. Thank you. The second one is, you know that thing where... (laughs) (laughs) I feel like Stefan right now. (laughs) You know that thing where you're um, trying to, when you're a kid and you're trying to read... And this is what all letters look like for the first time. They're all like triangles and squiggles. and There is an X. You know what an X yes. is. Yeah, I got it. I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I like it. Okay. And it's also black and yellow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So the third, you know that thing where 
You're just like super in love with the TV show Art Attack. I don't know what that is. Ugh, that's the third one. And then there's the rest. <laughs> so, okay, the third one is, you know that thing where you have, like, pastel markers that you draw on your black wall with? That's what that one is. Oh, yeah, or, like, um, like pastel glitter gel pens. Yeah, you know that thing where you tried to be MC Escher, but you weren't? That's the fourth one. Oh, my God, that's exactly what the fourth one is. The fifth one is, uh, the sixth one is, like, the title <laughs> card. I don't even know. I'm just giving the fifth one. The sixth one is, like, the title card from Saved by the Bell. Yes, absolutely. Like, for sure, for sure. Uh, the and eighth so if you... one, or the seventh one, is, like, a rejected Jackson Pollock when he was just, like, figuring shit out. Oh, so, like, what should be in the art museums, because it's better than anything he ever made? Yes. Sure. Um, and the fourth one is, like, or the eight, seventh one, or whatever, eighth one, is, I don't even know. I'm just gonna go with no scrunchie for me, because, okay. <laughs> because, truth be told, when I used to have long hair a million years ago, fun fact, I had long hair a long time ago, um, I used to have, I had, like, whatever scrunchies I did have were always plain color, which should not surprise anyone in the slightest. Like, what's they, plain, like, nude? They were just, no, they were just, like, like, solid colors. There was no... Oh, I see, I see, I see. There's no pattern in it. No pattern whatsoever. Okay, no so... No pattern you... and no texture, either. Gotcha. I was yeah. the same. I was a tomboy, and I hated that shit. Um, so you've got acid wash jeans... Uh, along with some keds of flannel and a denim jacket. Yeah. But of course, it's the 80s. You gotta pick an accessory. Yeah. So we've got a nice little western kerchief. Mm-hmm. Some, again, pox- Pollock leg warmers. Mm-hmm. A very great fedora. Of course, it's got a scarf and a flower arrangement on it, too. Yep. Sunglasses. Colorful tights that are not in any way coordinated with your outfit. Nope. Suspenders that go along, of course, with a belt in those jeans. Yep. A purse that is personalized. And a bolo tie. (laughs) Personalized purse, fingerless lace gloves, or just no accessories, please. Well, if these are the options... Do the, my question is, do the sunglasses have to be those particular sunglasses? Yeah, and they're very big. They're then the like... answer is no accessories, because oh, no. That's no fun at all. You got Jonathan, Megan. You got Jonathan. <laughs> that's I'm okay with that. Oh my goodness. I can't. I can't. I'm sorry. I can't do it. What? I've never been more disappointed in my life. Really? No. <laughs> I was going to say, should, I don't know what to tell you there. <laughs> do not know what to tell you at all. Okay, let's do that for you now. Okay, so refresh. Yep. I'm going uh, neon tea. I was super into overalls as a kid. Somehow that doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, let's go neon windbreaker. But like all different colors, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um. So would you have the colored overalls or would you have like, would you um, just have plain old denim? I think I had some purple corduroy ones. Nice. As a kid. But that of course was 90s. 
Um, I'm trying to decide for shoes. Oh, my greatest wish was to have jelly shoes, so I'm gonna pick that. Okay. Um, I'm gonna pick for the scrunchy pattern, the Save by the Bell pattern. I see, I like that that's what we called it, because that is for sure where that's It's from. exactly where it is. And then I'm going to choose... Oh, the accessories part is tough. Well, you can't choose the suspenders, because you already have the overalls. That's true. And, there's and you no... don't need the tights or the leg warmers. Yeah. Probably the fedora. I did rock a hat. Fuck yes! Fuck yes! (laughs) I got Lucas! Nice! And the picture they chose of him is like when he's full Rambo in season one and it's just (laughs) the best. But it looks like he walked off the set of Red Dawn. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. That's funny. Okay, let's hop into your questions because this has been going on for years and years and years. Okay, so I tweeted out yesterday, we're recording tomorrow, does anyone have any questions? And Tyler's question was, you still make a podcast? Oh! <laughs> Can Tyler. you guess which gif I used to respond to him? Oh my god. Is it why are you the way that you are? Nope. But it is from the office. What is it? It's, I will um, kill you? No, it's, uh, Kelly. <laughs> Number one, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Tyler also asked a real question. This is, there are rumors that Don Cherry might finally be done. Sportsnet has not and might not renew his contract. So it's a two-part question. Who will take his place among the ranks of the 200 hockey men? <laughs> and when it's someone just as stupid as Don Cherry, why can't we have nice things? Uh, well, I think you kind of answered your own question there, pal. I, I think there's lots of speculation that if it is done, then maybe it'll be Brian Burke. Oh, God. Which is, like better in some ways but very much worse in other ways Mm -hmm. I think they should just retire that format well someone on twitter suggested that perhaps they should find someone who's coached in the NHL in the last 39 years (laughs) (laughs) oh sad I think it should be whichever like whichever of the like 32 coaches doesn't have a job (laughs) the one who it should be and then when he gets hired and someone else gets fired they just take that guy so it's like a rotating segment uh amanda asks why is kelsey stealing dogs and i don't know oh um so we had a friend stay with us last night and they brought their two dogs okay and so it was in my insta story and she was like um did you multiply your dogs (laughs) i was like no Okay, Jess's question was, I just booted a leg on my high to bed. I'm bleeding all all around my toenail. Is that going to fall off, and is it going to get infected being in a hot and sweaty golf shoe all day? Probably not, and yes. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that. For someone who's had two toenails fall off before, that's not severe enough for that to happen. Well, there you go. I I once... Yeah, I'm going to tell you, this is embarrassing for me, so this is a place of trust, okay? <laughs> okay, I won't tell anybody. <laughs> and this this may put me in a very, very surprising <laughs> club with a certain member of the New Jersey Devils. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> so I was taking a pickle jar out of the fridge to drink pickle juice. <laughs> 
that's not the member of the New Jersey Devils I was expecting, but all right, carry on. As, like, a seven-year-old kid, (laughs) and it was a full, like, glass, one of the big honker ones. Yeah. And I dropped it on my big toe. Mm. Didn't somehow shatter the pickles or the glass, but just fucked my nail up real quick. And, yeah, so just, like... Keep that between us. <laughs> so you and Blake Coleman are twins, is what you're saying. We are, yeah. Does that mean there will someday be a video of you dancing to Old Town Road on the internet? No. Because no. my hubs husband hubsend. My husband <laughs> is obsessed with that song and I literally want to die every time it comes on. The only versions of it that I think are worthwhile are the ones that I heard I saw a link on Facebook and Reva was watching it the other day. Um Two teachers like rewrote it about mm-hmm. teachers over the summer. It's pretty great, um, and there are lots lots of points there in the swimming pool. But it's like a little kiddie pool. It's amazing. Uh, and the other version that I really love was the video that you sent me of Obi singing it because it was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she only knows like the first I don't know thirty seconds, and then she just like stops singing and stares at you. Oh, it was great. It was lovely. I loved it. Um, so yes, uh, Jess, make sure that you you know clean that but don't show me pictures because that's gross yeah um mike asks uh we've got an fmk from mike it's hockey related but it's a good one. Oh well this is this is ready? an oxymoron okay okay so fmk mcdavid demands a trade in late november lucic plays 82 games and has zero goals and zero assists holland suban left the cup in new jersey Oh, God. I thought a long time about this, and my response gif was just Louise from Bob's Burgers. With the fire? With the fire. Yeah. <laughs> you just get that shit, all that shit in my veins. Um, let's hear, you've thought about it, so let's hear what your thought process was. Okay, so the thing, I see, and the way that I have to go about this is the one that's going to give me the most long-term happiness, right? Is the one that you marry. Yes. And I just don't, I can't decide which one that is. It's gotta be them lifting the cup. I think so. But what I'd really like is for them to lift the cup in Edmonton for New Jersey. Because <laughs> I feel like that would just be like a, oh god, I would pay so much money to be at that game. Like, just so much money. Oh, well, of course. But like... See, the other two things aren't, like, historical facts. Oh, except that if McDavid demanded a trade. No, but that would just make him like any other fucking player who can demand a trade. I know, but if he demanded a trade... The record of note would be who is the champion of the year. That's true. That's very true. So, like, I, when I, I just want all of those things, though. And I was just like, I don't know. I just want them all. No, no Megan, you kill anything associated with Lucic. Yeah, but him playing all 82 games and not scoring, not getting a single point, and being paid six fucking million dollars to do it. Are you kidding me? Well, he's a white man. White man world. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's that. that's sort of where I'm at. But yes, I would 100% just want... Holland Subban to lift the cup. That'd be great. Just be so good. Just be so good. Will it happen? Probably not. But that's okay. Um, 
Uh, Mike has another question, but I'm going to leave it to the end, you know, for reasons and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. So, sorry, Mike has two more questions. Uh, the other one here is, what's more pathetic? Calgarians pretending to be cowboys at the Stampede or Edmontonians pretending to have a discernible identity at Katie's? <laughs> no, it's it's Calgarians because, as I said multiple times, putting on that cowboy hat and getting drunk for two weeks out of the year is not culture. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So I asked uh, some friends for some questions, and Reva sent a bunch, and her niece had a couple as well. Oh. Some of these are just, like, good questions here. So who would win in a fight, a gerbil or a mouse? Oh, shit. Gerbils, I feel there's two ways to think about this. Gerbils, I think, are larger, mm-hmm. but gerbils have gone soft. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with mice. Okay, that was kind of my thought, too. Who would win in a fight, a muskox or a sloth? Now, if a sloth could move fast, it would <sighs> fucking murder everything. But couldn't it, with its nails, just, like, slice that throat up? But I, I know, or, I like, think it would... take out its eyes? I think it would just stick its claws in and wait for the muskox to move. I think it could drop down from a tree and fuck oh. some shit up. Yeah, okay, let's go with that. I like that. Okay. Um... Reva, this is just Reva's question. Why is moving so annoying? Because uh, it is. Because it sucks. Because it's a great reminder of how much of of a slave to capitalism that we all are. That's yeah. why it sucks. As someone who moves three times in three years, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> yeah, the absolute worst. Like, I just look at my bookshelf and I'm like, I don't. I just want my house to burn down. I don't want it to burn <laughs> I was just going to say, I'd rather it all burn down. Because, oh like, God. the books I could just replace. Yep. I have a list. I know what they all are. Not a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. So, uh, have you been, have you still been watching Riverdale? No. Or did you give up? So apparently it ended on a big cliffhanger and, uh, Reva's niece, her concern is that it ended on this big cliff- cliffhanger. Um, and her, this isn't really a question, but it made me laugh because, uh, her niece apparently said, if they do this, I'm never watching this show again. And I was like, I've said this so many times. Oh, just welcome to the club, my dear. And then I I, I, uh, I said to Reva, I was like, did you just pat her on the head and say, oh, you sweet summer child? Mm-hmm. Oh, and then the other question that, uh, sorry, I had this morning was, why does anyone do anything? <laughs> like, oh, it's a great question. It's a good existential question. Um, I'm trying to remember here. Hang on. That was a Thursday night that I watched this. Okay, so when I I had that's right, I had texted Reva and I was watching um, Anne with an E like the first two episodes. No, just the first episode. And so I texted her. I was like, "There's two farmhands in this episode, and Marilla is 100% attracted to the one, and it's amazing." And I was like, "Oh dang, this episode! Jesus Christ, this is a family show." Good lord. Yeah, but you're also hoping they just straight up bang in a barn somewhere. No, I wasn't really hoping it. No, I was just like, what? Um, And then I got another question, which is a really good question. Um, About, what else do we have here? Is this the only one? Oh, no, here's a couple more. Um, What's a business that you would like to have a franchise for? Oh. I think it's an interesting question. I feel like Booster Juice is an easy one. Yeah. 
Yeah, that'd be a good one. Because, yeah, there's not a lot of stuff to know. Yeah, you don't need servers. You don't need a huge space. Yeah. Like, I feel like, especially in Canada, there's always going to be a market for one. I'm always looking for one, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think Booster Juice is probably a pretty good one. Um, yeah, I hadn't really thought about that. I was thinking more, like... But yeah, I think that would be good. Because... I feel like, I feel like you're right. You don't need a lot of staff. You can have like two at the most mm-hmm. kind of at all times. And so, yeah, you don't have a ton of expenses coming out. Yeah. That's probably not a bad one. And it's but like, this is... you can have high school kids. Yes. Run it. Yeah. Here's a really good question. Which TV show cast do you think is more valuable today? The cast of the office or the cast of parks and rec? What does more valuable mean? I think what we kind of agreed on was, like, maybe more bankable. And that was like, man, that's tough. Because you now have, like, two really big stars kind of from each cast. Mm-hmm. Who are in... So you've got, like, Steve Carell and John Krasinski from The Office. And then you have Pratt and Amy Poehler from... But you also... Like, Adam Scott's huge now. You've got Rob Lowe. Rashida's doing huge things, too. Like, she had a writing credit on the Toy Story movie. But then you have, like... And then you have, like, Aziz with his, like, comedy yeah, stuff. I and saw her. Craig T. Robinson. But then you also have, like, Mindy Kaling. Yeah. And then... Billy Eichner on Heart. And what's her face? Um, Kimmy Schmidt. Hmm. Ellie Camper. I mean, I have to go with Parks. It's true. I like it, but it was an interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. Because, like... You know, but I I would say that probably the cast parks is probably more valuable, but I still think that the office is like more influential in that like cultural lexicon. Yeah, that's fair. But like the cast itself, I think from parks has gone on as a whole to do like bigger and better things. It's also a larger core cast. Yeah, that's true. Which. You know, because then he made, my buddy made a point here where, like, if you add Idris Elba in, then it's over. And I was like, correct. (laughs) That's true. Um, But it it was just an interesting thing to think about. Because, like, if you look at all of those people, they're in stuff all over the place. And you recognize them all over the place. It's hard, man. Um, what else? There was another question, too. Did you not have another question? No, okay, and then the last question, before Mike's other question, was... Um... Hang on. Where did it go? If you could take a celebrity or an athlete or whatever on a road trip to a destination of your choice, who would you take and where would it be? Oh, God. But, like, also keep in mind that if you really hated someone, you could just take them to the Grand Canyon and throw them in. So, like, it doesn't have to be, like, a, you know. Okay. Oh, boy. I need some processing time. You go first. Um, I don't know. I thought, I mean, I got this last night and I had time to think about it. I didn't come up with a good answer. Um, but if it was somebody to throw in... It would be Adam Scott. No, it would just be all of Adam Scott's terrible characters that I would throw into the Grand Canyon. Um, uh, I don't know. Because, like, there's something weird about that, like, celebrity 
sort of like take them on a road trip I feel like you know but it would just I would want whoever would be it would just wanted to be someone that you could have like a decent conversation with about a bunch of stuff yeah right because you need someone that you can talk to for a while if you're going on a road trip agreed and I don't know I don't know who that would be oh goodness this is tough it is tough. You really throw these hard ones at me, and then it's just, like, dead air for the podcast. Maybe, maybe, actually, I, no, maybe I have an answer. I think of right now, just sort of where I'm at, I think it would be Chris Pine, because I think he's probably fairly fascinating. And everything I've read that he's, like, has to say about stuff, he seems very intelligent. And he's, like, like he's well-read, and so I feel like that could be a person to talk to. As to where, I don't know. That's a, that's oh, a question Megan, that I don't have Megan, Megan. It's Nantucket. Go fuck yourself. No, it's... I, that's, <laughs> that's so far. I drove all the way to that coast once. That's so far. <laughs> it is so far. Like, that's so far. Maybe, like, I could do, like, a... I could go from, like, I don't know, like, the West Coast to, like, Yellowstone with someone that I didn't know very well, but any farther than that, someone would die. Guaranteed. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. Um, I'm gonna choose Jason Manzukis. Yeah? Because I think he would have a shitload of stories to tell. And it would be hysterical. It would be really funny. I'm kind of, in, in rewatching Brooklyn Nine-Nine stuff, I'm kind of back in, like, season four when Pimento comes back. Mm-hmm. And he's just so good. Like, he's, he's just, he's, he's incredible. He's incredible. He's so, he's so good at being fucking crazy. He really is. Um, and the last question from Mike. Toy Story 4 was delight, delightful, and Duke Kaboom was amazing. And mm-hmm. apparently one of the things he says is, yes, I can. I haven't seen it yet. Yes, he does. I did see it with my nieces. Imagine that Toy Story 5 features a Jamie Ben doll. What does it say when you pull its string? (laughs) I don't have an answer. I'm not like when we don't have answers for these. But anyway. There's there's nothing that I can say that is as funny as that joke, Mike. There's literally nothing. No, No, like it's incredible. (laughs) It's so good. But I think like it would be like. So, do I do something, or do you do something? <laughs> <laughs> I think it would just be like, you want me to what? Yeah, something just, like that. Something like that. Yeah, when I read it last night, I was just like, oh, man. Like, that's so good. Um, and that is all the questions that I have. That was a lot this week. It was. Look at us which, go. Which is good, because, you know, people are still paying attention. Um, <laughs> yeah, Tyler. Yeah, Tyler. <laughs> yeah, Tyler, we still do make a podcast, Tyler. Fuck you, Tyler. Just kidding. <laughs> too hard, too hard. I'm rolling it back. I'm rolling it back. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's all we have for this week. Unless, do you have anything you want to add? Hell no. Um, I hope you enjoyed our commentary of the day after tomorrow. I had to listen to the whole thing to like match up some of the audio because there was some weird like sync issues and stuff. Yeah, it was it fucking was... great. Was it? It was. It was really funny. Yes, and then and then there was some audio bumps at the end. Sorry about that. I think we figured out what the problem is. Yeah, mine. Um, 
My microphone wasn't plugged in all the way here. <laughs> I was just going to be like, I think we figured it out, so problem solved. But you <laughs> went ahead and spoiled it. But that's okay. Sorry. Um, no, no, it's fine. So we figured it out. Everything should be normal. Um, it was fun for us to do. We'll do another movie one one of these days. Because, you know, we can. And we have time. Um, if there's any particular films that you would like us to watch and comment on, please let us know. Uh... I think previous votes were Pacific Rum. <laughs> <laughs> is that like is that like the Turkish knockoff of Pacific Rim? Like I yeah. don't understand. And Battle Boat. <laughs> okay, if you're gonna like do it, it's gotta be War Boat. That's true. Or Fight Boat. Fight Boat. <laughs> fight Boat. Oh god! <laughs> but yeah, if you have anything else that you want us to watch, please let us know because I'm sure you could convince us to. Oh yeah, it takes nothing these days, that's for sure. Did we ever do a commentary of "To All the Boys I've Loved," or is that just something I made up in my head? No, we've just watched it many times and just talked about it many times. That we've pretty much done that. <laughs> we should then maybe we should do "Always Be My Maybe" because we probably haven't watched it as many times. Like it's rather... just like a different genre, something different. Than like war movies. Let's continue. Let's continue to discuss because I don't okay. know the second viewing of Always Be My Baby would be as or Always Be My Baby is as good as repeat viewings of To All the Boys I've Loved Before. I think you're probably right. But yeah, I think we should like if we we've done like because we did like a disaster movie, we're gonna do some like war movies and whatever. So we should do something a little bit more like yeah, rom com esque. Okay, well, just for some funsies. Maybe I'll put something on Instagram. Um, yeah, so if you have any suggestions, please let us know, because we would, uh, we'll do our very best to help out. Um, that's all we have for this week. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play. Maybe Spotify. Still haven't figured that one out. I don't know what to do there, but I'll honestly, see what happens. Honestly, have we tried? <laughs> no, I looked, I actually did. There was a tab open on my browser okay. for how to get a podcast on Spotify. <laughs> so I, like, started the process, but I never actually clicked the link. So we'll see what happens. Um, you can find us, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mig14, and you can kind of find Kelsey on Twitter at GarbageFirePod. I just tried to... to look. Oh my god, I just tried to log in and I think you changed the password. So, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> not for a while, but we'll figure that out. Um, Instagram is GarbageFirePodcast. I think so. I think, I'm yeah, just, just type in it. Garbage Fire and it'll you'll find us. Uh, it's um, Garbage Fire Podcast, yeah. Okay, there you go. You can email us uh, at garbagefirepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and we do have a website, uh, garbagefirepodcast.com. And I don't know who got that for us. It was somebody. It was Tyler. I was trying to be a dick. Oh, fuck you, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your... Intermittently released low quality podcast. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, with ninety two episodes. Yeah, ninety one episodes or whatever. And like Jesus. seven thousand listens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, that's all we have for this week. As always, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you in the dumpster. <laughs>